Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a, another edition of the Roastmasters Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mostaller, along with me, Garrett Harrison. We're going to be breaking down the AFC West, the last division in the AFC we will be covering. Uh, if you want to watch our other episodes, we are on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, Roastmasters Fantasy Football, you can find us there. And we are also live on TikTok right now. And if you're watching live on TikTok here, if you answer or if you give us a question, anything fo- fantasy football related, doesn't have to be AFC West, but any fantasy football question, we'll answer it here. And if you send Garrett or, you know, Garrett and I here a gift on TikTok with a question, we'll feature the question on our podcast here live. And, uh, We'll, we'll give our best opinion of it. Garrett and I are well-rounded in fantasy football. Uh, we both uh, are in multiple different types of leagues, auction leagues, regular leagues. So we know value uh, of players, and that's the main thing that we'll be talking about. So if you enjoy fantasy football as much as we do, make sure to stay tuned here on TikTok and listen. Otherwise, you can listen to the full podcast and Garrett's opinion on everything afterwards. Uh, once the video is completed, it'll be up on Anchor. So, Garrett, let's jump right into it. And we're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs, former Super Bowl runner-ups. They couldn't get the job done against the Buccaneers, but they're back this year with pretty much the same offense coming into it. And, and we got to start with the guy that everybody talks about, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Last year... He finished fantasy four with 4,400 or sorry, 4,740 yards, which was second best in the NFL, 38 touchdowns and six interceptions. The year prior, he was quarterback six. The year prior to that, obviously, that was that big season, 50 touchdowns, fantasy number one. He's still being drafted as the number one quarterback in leagues. I think the big question is, and it has been, where are you drafting Patrick Mahomes? Because Heck, we had a guy last year draft him in the first round, which I think is absolutely insane. But what's your value on Mahomes? I, I assume he's probably your top guy as well as mine. And uh, just talk about Mahomes and where you'd be comfortable drafting him. Where I'm comfortable drafting him at? I, I guess it all depends on how big your league is. Um, I honestly can see – I mean, I really hope it doesn't go first round again this year in our draft. Uh, I mean, I think that was a really bold move, kind of stupid on their point. I mean, it is what it is, but I really do think this dude could go in some drafts late second round, mid third round. You know, people are going to reach out for, for him just because he throws so many touchdowns. You know, he gets a lot of yards. He, I just... I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a high a high pick, especially if you're really trying to get some good running backs and wide receivers out the way. But if you're if you re- if you really want a good quarterback right off the bat, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some him go like in this, the late second, mid mid third round because people are going to do that. And I think it's in my opinion, I think that's kind of crazy. But you know what? Everyone goes in with the strategy. You go with that because he's going to get you the value. He's definitely worth it, but I don't think he's worth it around that range. I think, honestly, I wouldn't draft him until about the, the beginning of the fourth. If that's what I think you should start drafting your quarterbacks, get your wide receivers, get your running backs, unless you see people go, then take a shot on them. So I agree, Gary. I- it's way too early to take Patrick Mahomes in like the first round, but there's going to be people in the later second round, early third round taking Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's value outside of Patrick Mahomes, uh, such as guys like Allen, who we've discussed already. And, um, but Mahomes is your safe play because he's pretty much a guaranteed top three fantasy quarterback. So, and he has the weapons, which we're going to discuss in a minute. Um, but I'm drafting Patrick Mahomes no earlier than the third round. If he's still there in the later third round, I'm comfortable taking him there. But I, I prefer to get my two running backs first. And 
it's it's arguably I, I'd take a wide receiver somewhere there, but if a guy like Mahomes is still available in the third round, um, that's where the earliest that I would take him. In auction leagues, he's going to be overpriced. Garrett, I think last year he was going close to 15 bucks in our auction league. It's just a lot when you have other players you're bidding on. So uh, Mahomes uh, is right around there, and he's going to stay right around there as long as he's playing. There's not much change to his receiver core, and, and we'll discuss that next. Talk about one of the best wide receivers in the league, and that's Tyree Kill, who finished wide receiver two last year. 87 receptions, over 1,200 yards, and 15 touchdowns, which was second best. He also ran for two touchdowns. Currently, he's being drafted as wide receiver one in the first round. Other guys that are on the team, Nicole Hardman, four touchdowns last year, 41 receptions. Demarcus Robinson, three touchdowns, 45 receptions. Sammy Watkins is gone uh, off the team. So it's those three main guys. And you can't forget about the number one tight end in the whole league. And currently going at the fourth position overall in the first round, Travis Kelsey. Last year, 105 receptions. That was second behind Darren Waller. He was first in yards over 1,400 and 11 touchdowns first to the tight end spot. Uh, when I saw the rankings and saw that a tight end and, and the greatest tight end of all time, maybe for fantasy, Travis Kelsey going fourth overall in front of guys like Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry, I'm thinking to myself, wow, like that is insane, but he's worth the value. I mean, he's, he's the number one tight end and arguably the number one wide receiver. You're going to be drafting him at that value. Um, I think it maybe it's a little too high. Um, and there's other players I'd rather probably take at that spot, but that's where he's going. Um, so Garrett, your thoughts on the wide receiver core. There's not much of a, of a difference there. You got the number one quarterback, the number one wide receiver, the number one tight end. What do you think? Uh, you have the same expectations this year for the receiver core? Oh, yeah. I, I expect the receiving core to be phenomenal. Again, Patrick Mahomes finds finds his receivers, fits these dimes, I mean dimes, into these tight spots, man. He's just – and I, it's just amazing what he can do. You know, when you've got Travis Kelsey out there, I mean, the dude sometimes was is averaging almost over 100 yards a game. You have you have um, Tyreek Hill, probably is literally the fastest dude on the field. So playing playing him is going to be tough. I really think, me personally, because last year I took Michael Thomas in the first round, I messed up. You know, he got hurt. You know, I lost him pretty much the whole season. So my first round draft pick was just a complete waste. I might have a little bit of an omen going in and not want to draft a wide receiver. But if he falls into my hands in the first round and other good running backs are already off on the board, I might consider taking a Tyree kill. I think for me, it's a little high to draft uh, Travis Kelsey, I think fourth overall. But like you said, he has the value. He gets the yards, he gets the receptions, he gets the touchdowns. He might be the greatest tight end of all time, you know, it, you know, if, if everything pans out the way it's going, I just don't think I would draft a tight end that early. I do believe that Travis Kelsey will should go before Patrick Mahomes, but honestly, I could see Travis Kelsey in our league going in the late second, early third, maybe even the early second. But that's all depending on like who's off the board when you're drafting. If you have back-to-back -back drafts, I'd go for honestly, if he's still there, I'd go for a good running back and then take Travis Kelsey on on the uh the, the turnaround on the snake. Think about it. People are gonna be like, oh God, tight ends off the board. What am I gonna do? They're gonna be frankly look at the pages and stuff, and then you're gonna you're gonna get them to go off from a really good wide receiver or really good running back that's still available, and then they're gonna start dropping tight ends because they don't want to miss out on a good tight end which then leaves you with a, a really good running back or good wide receiver early in the second round. So you got to think about your options though. I would not, I, I personally wouldn't draft Travis Kelsey that early, but I probably would draft Tyree kill that early. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I would take Hill where he's going in the end of the first, beginning of the second, because uh, I think there's a drop off at running back. And I think you know what Hill can get you. And it's questionable at running back there. So I like the value there. A fourth overall, you still want to grab a top running back that's available there, and they're going to be available. Derrick Henry, Kamara might still be there, Zeke Elliott. There's proven fantasy backs that are going to be where people are drafting Kelsey there, and you're going to want to grab one of those. You don't want to miss out on one of those. Whereas where Hill is, okay, I can take a risk because I know what Hill's going to do for me. I don't know what some of these running backs are going to do for me. So it's kind of a, it's kind of safe play uh, to take him at his ADP and not Kelsey, but a quick question, Garrett, and we discussed this a lot with a tight end spot. Usually once a tight end gets off the board, they just start rolling. Cause there's a couple very good ones. Usually your Kittle, your Waller, your Andrews and Kelsey, of course, once Kelsey goes, people are like, oh, no, I need one of these top tight ends. This year, maybe a little bit more depth with guys like Gasicki, who we talked about last week. Um, but what are your thoughts if Kelsey is going this early? Does this change how Does this change how much earlier you might draft Waller or Andrews uh, or Kittle in the draft? Are you, are you waiting a little bit? Okay, Kelsey's gone. People are going to be drafting other – tight end so I can sit back and wait till uh, maybe the fourth round to draft the tight end or is it automatic Uh oh I got to start drafting these guys maybe in the second late second the early third round that's a tough one because I'm kind of hoping if it does happen I'm like the like I'm hoping I draft hoping someone picks a tight end and then there's somebody right at right before me that if, if they take a running back by receiver, then I'm like, okay, then I can wait. But if they take another tight end, that's when I'm going to be like, okay, now I got to think about it. Do I really want a top tier tight end on my team right now that there's only about six, maybe seven that are going to be have great fantasy value? Or am I going to go and steal a good running back? Or wide receiver or quarterback or, or take someone off the board? And that's where you got to think about it. I think if Depending on the round, if they do start going early, I might take a chance this year and go with Gasecki because we talked about it last year, how Tua loved throwing to him. I really think Gasecki has a great opportunity to even get in that top five, maybe top four of tight ends this season if, the connect, if they can keep that same connection rolling from what they had last year. So I think it's all about where, how, like, how the draft goes once a tight end comes off when you should draft one, but I would go for it. If two people in a row, boom, boom, take, take a tight end. I wouldn't say scramble right away, but I would definitely really hardly consider it. Take your time, use the time you have and just go for it. Yeah, obviously this doesn't affect an auction league because you get a chance to bid on all of them. Um, but when you're drafting in a, in a standard PPR league or non-PPR league and a snake draft, I think this year it's going to be it's going to be when the second tight end goes is where it's like, oh, no, I need the draft. Because I think you have to realize where Kelsey's going, that's where he belongs and that's where he's going to go. Let him go. Let somebody take him there. That when you want to rush for a tight end, it's probably going to be once the second tight end goes, wherever that may be. I'm thinking third round, fourth round, because ultimately it, it comes down to this. The last couple of years, it was one of the top guys go, Kelsey or whatever. It's, oh, no, I need to grab the next one before he's gone. Now there's a little bit more depth, and you realize that Kelsey's going so early. So you're like, okay, I can wait a little bit. I'm going to not panic quite yet because that's I understand that's where he's going once the second tight end goes it's like okay now I need to kind of look because I feel like there's going to be a lot of tight ends going but you also don't want to draft the tight ends too early when there's good running backs and wide receivers still on the board so we'll see how it plays out I think it'll be less panic this year uh, compared to the last couple of years because there's some consistent tight ends like Gasicki, like Andrews that are, are behind these top tier guys that can still produce for you and you can get in a good round and in an auction league, a good price.
So let's talk about the running back real quick. And last year, this was a guy, Garrett, that you had drafted, and you can speak on him here in a second. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last year finished running back 22 in fantasy. Uh, that was his rookie year with 803 yards and four touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Kind of disappointing, but his ADP is okay this year. Right now he's going running back 14 around Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift. I think that he'll improve this year. Um, not a guy that I am going to be really targeting, but there is upside for him because you got to realize where he was being drafted. Uh, you know, I think he has that top 20 value. Um, and right around where he's going, I'd be more comfortable saying that he's improving this year from his rookie year. And if he did running back 22 last year, that he'll be a little bit better this year. Um, again, I'm not going to probably be drafting him at the ADP. I might take more of a risk on Harris or Swift right there. Um, but he's not being drafted where he was last year, Garrett, because I believe you probably got him in the second round. And uh, you can talk about Hilaire there and what your thoughts are after having him last year. Yeah, I got him in the second round last year. And in his first game, he, he did pop off a little. And I was all excited. And then this, this when the slow decline started happening. You got a few points here and there. Is is what it is, you know. He's not a bad running back, but I don't think – I think he's more as a backup at this point, just seeing from last year, or a flex position. Um. Like you said, I would honestly, I'd be, I'd be more willing to go for Harris, I think, over Swift and Hilaire, if I'm going to take a chance on anybody uh, around that ADP. But um, I, he, I, I, he does have a lot of upside with, with you saying that with his um, coming in from 22 from last year down to uh, 14, I think what you said, I, I it, it might, it might be a little high, but. I mean, once running backs start going, um, someone's going to have to take a chance on him. And it might not be a bad, a bad pickup. He might get more involved in the offense this year. He was a rookie last year. He might get more looks out of the backfield. He might get more rushing attempts. You know, you never know with Andy Reid's offense what, what he's going to do or what's, what he's going to pull out of, his, out of his sleeve. So um, where he's going, I don't think I drafted him in the second round. I'd probably wait for more of like a mid-third, late, late third kind of round for him there you have it and we were kind of staying away a little hesitant on Hilaire this year even though I think he has more upside I think he finishes as a top 20 running back uh, but I think I'd rather take some risks on some other players right where Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going so the defense they were 11th last year not too bad where am I drafting these guys of course Mahomes Hill Kelsey they're number one at their positions. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I see, is more of a running back, too, like Garrett alluded to. Somebody, though, might not be a bad pick if the price is right in an auction league uh, because of the upside potential there. Last year, 14-2 and two they go. We predicted 12-4. and four. This year, Garrett, where do you think they finish? I think they're going to come back with some vengeance. I don't think they like the way the Super Bowl went down. I think they're going to they're going to be hungry. They're going to be really wanting to get after it. I'm I'm going to go with uh, a 13 and four, maybe even a 14 and three kind of record. I think I think these guys are hungry. I think Patrick Mahomes wants another crack at maybe the goat himself to prove a message saying, "Hey, man, I think it's time to pass the torch." Yeah, I think it's it's vengeance this year, and I actually like them going a little bit better. I think they can go fifteen and two. To be honest with you, they were fourteen and two last year. I think they go fifteen and two, but I'd be safe saying fourteen and three. So uh, right around there, I think the schedule plays out for them, and I think they are the clear winners of this division. But who could be behind them? Well, let's talk about last year's second place team in the division, and that was the Las Vegas Raiders. And let's start with their uh, running back, and that's Josh Jacobs. 
He improved last year from being running back 20 in 2019. He was running back eight in 2020. So he had over a thousand yards rushing and 12 touchdowns, which was third best beast year last year. And I think he could be more dominant if they get him involved in the passing game. Here's a big concern and Garrett will touch on it here shortly. Uh, they signed Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals. He was a starter last year in Arizona. Now he is there right behind Josh Jacobs. Jacobs didn't have to worry about that last year. And Kenny and Drake finished running back 12 last year with 10 touchdowns. So he did well as well. So now you got two top guys. It's almost like a situation in Denver where you had Lindsey and Gordon. Uh, that is why Josh Jacobs currently is going running back 21 in the fourth and fifth round and Kenny and Drake in the 11th round. I, I don't know what to take of this because Jacobs was a top eight running back. I think he easily gets a top 20 running back, even with Kenny and Drake there. And, uh, you know, right around where you're going to be drafting Jacobs is a guy like Miles Gaskins, who we were not high on at all. We talked about him last year, last week, Travis Etienne, who we don't even know if he's going to be the starter and Chase Edmonds in Arizona. So do you think that Jacobs is being undervalued with the signing of Kenyon Drake? Are you a little bit more hesitant of him, or are you like, man, if I can get Jacobs in the fourth round, I'm going to be ecstatic. You know, when I saw, when I saw that, I, I was like, man, that, that sucks because now it's like, do like Jacobs went from being the heavy running back on that team to maybe now, <laughs> excuse me, they're going to be the, uh, doing 50-50. And that was makes me worried. Who's going to get the red zone looks? Who's going to get, you know, who's going to be the third down back? Who's going to be the first down back? You know, you just never know. What, what, I don't sometimes, I don't even know what goes for Gruden's head. That's, that's my biggest concern because this dude can go, can do anything. And I feel like he does whatever he wants sometimes with the team. I... It does make me more a little bit hesitant on on taking a Jacobs or Kenyon Drake right off the bat. But if you're like if your draft is late in the game, if your draft is late in the game, I would um would think about maybe I don't know waiting waiting till the preseason's done to see like who gets more looks. Maybe 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 that maybe it's fifty fifty. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a toss up right now for me. I say this is one to wait for the preseason too, even though these two guys are going to be getting a lot of uh, rest, I feel. And I, I think it's, it's Jacobs is number one for sure. They're going to stick with their guy, but I think it has to be concerning for when you're drafting, knowing that Kenny and Drake's going to be right behind him. I could also see this panning out to be a type ordeal of the Browns where you have Chubb, and Hunt, I could see uh, Jacobs and Drake being the same way, where you're still going to get value out of Jacobs and you're still going to get value out of Drake. So if you're going in and grabbing Jacobs at that value in the fourth round, I think it's good value. I would draft them there. Um, but it'd be better if you can get Drake as well. And in an auction league, grab both of those guys. And if one goes down or if one starts doing better than the other, then you have it because they're going to run the ball running back eight last year. I, I mean, that's, that's really good. And right now he's being drafted in the running back twenties. I mean, that's just incredible value. Even with Drake still draft Josh Jacobs at his ADP, just try to get Drake as well. If, if you're going to be getting Jacobs and he's going right now, Kenny and Drake, in the 11th round. So let's talk about the wide receiver core before we get to their quarterback. Uh, last year, Henry Ruggs was their receiver that they had drafted. He was a rookie. He disappointed last year, only two touchdowns. Right now, he's listed as their wide receiver one, along with Brian Edwards, who had one touchdown last year. They had John Brown from the Bills. He had three touchdowns last year up in Buffalo. Hunter Renfro listed as wide receiver four on the team with two touchdowns last year. Currently, Ruggs is being listed as wide receiver 47th, going in the 10th round. Um, but 
the real value, just as we talked about the Chiefs, is their tight end. And Darren Waller improved from tight end three to tight end two last year, getting the most receptions with 107, over 1,000 yards receiving, and nine touchdowns. That's Carr's guy. He's the guy you're going to want to want if you're picking any wide receiver or tight end on the team. Right now, tight end two going in the fourth round. So we talk about Kelsey going with the fourth overall pick. Darren Waller, not to the fourth round. Good value there. We just talked about that. Um, but there's definitely that, that huge gap there. So, Garrett, is there any wide receiver? It, it's so shaky looking right here with all of their guys on who's going to be the clear number one. That's why the top guy isn't going till the 10th round. Obviously, I'm sure you're high on Darren Waller as, as I was. I had him last year and loved it. Um, but let's kind of talk about the receiver core that Derek Carr has here and and break down your thoughts on the wide receivers. Um, I had Henry Ruggs last year. I took a chance on him. I think I only paid like four bucks for him. And um, it wasn't like a bad you know, it wasn't like, oh, I wasted a lot of money. Oh, no. I mean, I only paid four bucks for the dude. But he he kind of disappointed me. You know, I thought he would be – I thought he'd get a little bit more looks. I thought he'd get, you know, a little bit more catches and more touchdowns. But that wasn't the case. And I'm a little I'm a little iffy going into this season with him being number one still. I don't know if I would – I wouldn't take – I don't think I'm taking him this year. Honestly, one that stands out to me that I think that might give – you a lot of value would be a John Brown. I think adding John Brown now opens up for him to get more receptions. I think, I think now you got to choose which fast guy do you want to cover? And they're probably going to cover the younger, faster kid in Henry Ruggs, which is going to leave open John Brown. I think, I think um, if you're going to draft a uh, wide receiver late, late, in, you know, drafts, I would take a chance on John Brown. I'd go after him. And of course, you know, you know, we're talking about Darren Waller, and I, I got him for like 15, 14 bucks last year in that auction draft as well. And boy, did he did he didn't disappoint me. That, that I mean, that's you gotta you gotta take a Darren Waller if you're gonna take anybody um, on that team besides a Josh Jacobs or something like that. But if you're looking at a a good value pick, it's definitely taking a John Brown. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's tough to really pick here. Uh, again, maybe more clarity once training camp and the preseason is over with when we get to see uh, who Derek Carr likes. But I think because of that wide receiver core, it leans back to the running backs and why Jacobs is still a good value because they're still going to be trying to get Jacobs the ball. And Darren Waller's your main guy. I mean, I would draft Waller out of all these wide receivers clearly. Uh, but if any of these guys are left, Rugs, Brown, those are probably the two that I'm leaning towards out of the crew um, in that, that late of a round. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad pick because they're wide receiver one on the team. You know, if Ruggs is going in the 10th round and you get that value there, it's not bad. But again, not I'm, I'm not like thrilled to draft any of these guys. It really just depend on the value of where they're being drafted at. Waller, yes, fourth round, wonderful if you can grab him in the fourth round. Waller was a stud last year, and he'll continue to be, especially with uh, the loss of Nelson Aguilar on the team, who was Carr's uh, main wide receiver last year. So let's talk about Derek Carr. Last year, finished quarterback 13 with over 4,000 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, and only nine interceptions. He continues to improve every year. Last year, in his last seven games, he averaged 18 fantasy points per game, 24 points per game if you take away two games where he got hurt. So the one game, I think he had two fantasy points, and the other one, he didn't even have one because of injuries in those last seven. So if you don't count those two games, 24 fantasy points per game to close out the year. Right now, Garrett, he's being undrafted in most leagues. He's gone the whole way at quarterback 25 and we take a look at his last three or four years. He finished quarterback 18, quarterback 15, quarterback 15 and quarterback 13. He keeps improving even with a depleted wide receiver core. So 
what are your thoughts on this? I mean, he's not being drafted. Is this somebody that you're going to be keeping your eye on, on the waivers? Definitely for me, I am, because I think he has a lot of upside. Oh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on him on the waivers and stuff. I mean, why not? He's improved, like you said, every year with the talent that he has at wide receiver. Um, I don't think I draft him as a starter, but I would take him as a backup 100%. I don't even think I leave him on the waivers. I think, I think if you want a backup quarterback in your, in your league, go for it. Take him because he's going to bring a lot of value, a lot of value to you whenever you need to put, whenever you're starting quarterback uh, is on a bye week or your starting quarterback would get hurt. It's a great backup, I think, to have on your team because he targets Darren Waller so much. And maybe he'll even start spreading the ball around uh, to his other receivers if he can get it to him. I, 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 would, I would take a chance on him as a backup. Oh, 100%. And if you're talking auction league, you could grab him for a buck or two. That's good value to have on, the, on your bench there for a backup quarterback. Uh, you can put your money elsewhere towards better wide receivers, better running backs. So I, I'm watching Derek Carr here. I, I think that he is going to be way above his uh, ADP right now at quarterback 25, especially how he's been the last couple of years. Um, so get definitely a guy to keep an eye on, somebody that's been improving and that I, I just don't understand how he's not being drafted any higher, even over uh, some other guys in the league. So um, watch out. Derek Carr could be somebody in waivers and somebody that you could pick up cheap some weeks if you do daily fantasy on DraftKings. So that is the Raiders for you. Don't draft their defense second to last. Uh, and that's something that they struggle with there in Vegas. But the new stadium, I got to go there. Very nice. They're hoping now that they have fans back that they can go all in for these Raiders in Vegas and have, have a better year than they did last year. Still a little bit better than we predicted, Garrett. We said they would go six and 10. They go eight and eight, finish second in the division this year. Do you think that they improve or that they go down a little bit? Um, I think they might improve a game. I, I can, I can see that. I can see them going like a, uh, uh, nine and eight. I can see that. I think they're at that point where they're teetering. They're teetering to a point where all they need is a few key players and that could push them to a potential wild card spot because they're not winning that division with being with the Chiefs in Alabama right now. But if you keep keep working at that team, that team has playoff potential in the near future, especially looking how bad their defense was last year with how mediocre their receiving core was like besides Darren Waller I really think this I, I think you just need a few key pieces and this team could be in a double digit wins but I'm just going to give them a, a nine and nine and eight right now going a little bit higher than I am on them I, I think that they go down a little bit and I think the division with the Chargers the Chargers will be a little bit better so and, and with their schedule I like six and 11. I, I think they do drop two more games with the extra game added. And, uh, you know, Carr's still trying to get acquainted with all these wide receivers. But I, I think I'm going six and 11 to play it safe. But I definitely think that if they catch a hot streak and their defense can improve, that they'll get to that nine and eight. So we'll see what happens with the Raiders, a team that I'm interested in this year. And, Last year, one of the quarterback here really took off is Justin Herbert and his Chargers. The Chargers last year finished seven and nine, third in the division. And we have Justin Herbert coming back after he finished quarterback nine in his rookie season. I had him in my one league and he was incredible. A great waiver wire pickup for me. 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He also had five rushing touchdowns on the year. He's looking to improve right now. He's going quarterback seven in drafts. They figure he'll improve. They like him there. What do you think about Herbert? Is he somebody on your radar to draft as a starter? 
Are you comfortable taking him there as at the quarterback seven where his ADP is? You think he could finish higher? Your thoughts on Herbert? I kind of like that. Um, what what he showed us last year was phenomenal. I don't think many people actually expected that to happen. Um, I didn't expect that to happen, but I did expect him to be pretty deep, like pretty good coming into the league. But I didn't expect him to pop off like that. I I would I would take a chance on as my starting quarterback. Uh, to be to be honest, um, I think I think he gives you the value. You know, he's a he's a fighter. We we all seen that last year. He just I mean he wants to win. He's hungry for it. So I think he gives you the fantasy value that you need because like you said, he was getting, he was getting mad fantasy points there when he, when he first came in. I, I, I really believe that this is a guy you should circle in your books or, or, or write them down, you know, for guys to keep your eye on. If he's available at the, at the right point, take him. I think you take him all of it. I love what he did last year and you know, I took I, I, I took the risk of drafting him once Taylor went down and saw that he could uh, do well or picked him up from waivers. I think the ADP is perfect for him this year. And if you're still in the draft looking at other positions and Herbert's still available to you uh, so far down the line at his ADP, definitely draft Justin Herbert. I think this year he improves off his rookie season, does even better. And I think he even has a breakthrough such as uh, how Josh Allen did. And he could potentially be a top five quarterback because he also runs the ball five touchdowns on the year there. And, you know, he had some uh, issues there with Austin Eckler running back. So he was running the ball more. So we know that he can pick up the slack if there are some injuries. But before we get to the running back spot, Let's talk about his wide receiver and tight end core. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Jalen Guyton are the guys that he is familiar with. Allen is an obvious number one, and I really like him this year. He's going wide receiver 10 in the third round last year. He had 100 receptions, 992 yards, and eight touchdowns. That was his most touchdowns in a season. And the last three out of four years, he has had 100 receptions out of three of the last four years. And the one year that he didn't have 100, I believe he had like 97. So he was right there. Definitely a receptions hog in a PPR league, somebody that you want to look to draft. And he had his most touchdowns in a season with the rookie, Justin Herbert. They're building that connection. I'm high on Keenan Allen this year. Williams last year, five touchdowns, not too bad. He's going wide receiver 52 this year, gotten three touchdowns. Now they lose out Hunter Henry at tight end, but they do get Jared Cook from New Orleans where he finished tight end 12 last year, seven touchdowns, which was seventh best out of the tight ends and over 500 yards right now, not even being drafted tight end 23, but maybe somebody you watch out for on the waivers because uh, we know how much the chargers like using the tight end with Hunter Henry the last couple of years uh, and maybe cook will get some action there in the red zone, but Garrett, your thought on this wide receiver and tight end core. Allen, 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 take Allen. Like Ben said, reception whore. He will catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. I, I, I mean, PPR leagues. I mean, you just, you just eat that dude up. I don't know what else to say about it. Just he's a guy you want, especially seeing the connection they they had last year with Herbert as a rookie. Oh man, they're about to do amazing things this year. As long as Allen can stay healthy, they're about to do amazing things. As long as both of them stay healthy, I can see like that's that might be a duo you shoot to go for if you want a quarterback wide receiver duo to get double the points. I think you go for that with Jared Cook. I think, like you said, he's a guy that I might be watching on the waivers. I don't think I'd go out for him right away. I, would, I mean, if you, if you draft Jared Cook, it better be your backup tight end. Even if, you dra- if you're drafting a backup tight end, because I'll come to your house and slap you personally if you got him as your starting tight end. Um, I, really do, I really do think that he'll, he will get involved in the offense more, just because, like Ben said, 
Chargers love using their tight ends, but I think it's just uh, you have to wait and kind of see kind of thing. But I'm really high on Allen like Ben is. I really think you need to, to draft this dude, especially if you had a chance to draft Herbert and Allen at the same time. I think that's a great duo to have on your on your team, kind of like a Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey kind of thing. Yeah, 100% Garrett. That's what I'm thinking. Get Herbert, get Allen. That would be a great duo to have. You're going to get double points there because Herbert to Allen, there's going to be a lot. And uh, the receptions are there. He's going to get you close to 100 receptions as long as he stays healthy. And a guy that I'm targeting in most of my leagues. Now let's talk about the, the running back who I was extremely, extremely high on last year. And that's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler did struggle last year because he missed six games with a quad injury. He only had three total touchdowns, unlike the year before where he had 11. Six of 10 games, he had double-digit fantasy points, though, last year, but he only had one over 20. So a big concern that I had, and since I had Eckler, I was obviously paying attention to the games. They like to use Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson a lot which took away from Austin Eckler being able to do Austin Eckler things as he did the year before. But there is a plus in this. They added offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi from the New Orleans Saints, who had worked with Alvin Kamara in the last few years. So what he did with Kamara, he's looking to do with Eckler, and he said that he's very excited uh, on what Eckler could do this year. So I'm thinking maybe – with the new offensive coordinator, Eckler will get more looks. But right now, he's going running back eight, which if he can play like the year before, before he got injured, then that's probably pretty good value. But if he gets hurt or there's other running backs involved in the running game, that's not good value. So I'm kind of hesitant this year. I don't know if I should pull the trigger on Eckler or not. Garrett, Maybe you'll ease my mind. What are your thoughts on Austin Eckler at knowing that there is a new offensive coordinator, but also knowing how he performed last year? Um, it's a little sad how he performed last year, you know, with him getting injured and everything. But if with this new offensive coordinator, what he did with things now with Camara, and he's really hyped up on Eckler, I and you see him do and you see Eckler as you know, popping off in the preseason, go for him. Because I think with a healthy Eckler, with Herbert back there, and everything, every aspect they have within that, I think Eckler has a, has a bounce back year. But if things start getting a little shaky and they start throwing other running backs in and everything, then I think I kind of stay away from the Chargers running backs until waivers to see how, see the first week, maybe second week, what's going on with that. But I definitely, I definitely go for an Eckler. I think he's a great value pick. I think, I think you, even if he's not going to be one of your starting running backs or a flex position, you can at least have him on your bench until you see how he plays out. But definitely, I think you take him, you know, I don't know, maybe at his ADP, it might be a little high, but if you want to take a chance on him, go for him. Being People take chances on players all the time and they pan out for him. So why not? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But I think I, I think I would draft him a little a little later than out of his ADP. Right around his ADP, there's a lot of guys that are questionable. And that's why I'd consider taking a wide receiver, possibly uh, in the second round. And it's because of, of the big question mark. But if you don't, and you're going to pull the trigger, I mean, I would risk it with Eckler once again. Uh, and the reason is because their offensive coordinator is high on him and we've seen what he did with Camara. So if he is there in the second round, maybe later on in the second round, draft him. Really, it's up to you. It's really a coin flip with Eckler. I, I think that he could easily go off as a top, you know, six running back uh, as ADP at eight. You know, that's what you have to look at, too. Is that good value? Is there enough upside for him? And uh, I think we wait to see how this quad is and what they kind of do maybe in the last preseason game before I'm confident on drafting a guy like him. I'm definitely not paying what I paid for him last year. I think it was 
16, 17 bucks. But if I could get them for 13, 14 bucks, I might pull the trigger on Austin Eckler uh, because I, he, he's a talented guy. It's just the system he's in uh, was rough the last few years. All right, so let's take a look at this team. 23rd overall uh, for their defense, not that great. Uh, Herbert, Eckler, Allen, all number one at the position where you want to draft. Uh, Williams, possibly a flex wide receiver two play. They go seven and nine last year. We predicted six and 10. So we were right there. Only one off. What do you think for this year, Garrett? Do they improve? Do they go downhill? Your thoughts? Okay, so I want to take back my Oakland one. I want to say Oakland goes eight and nine. And I can see this. I can see this Chargers team going like a nine and eight, maybe a 10 and seven. I think, I think with, um, I think they can, they have potential to um, give a little bit of a run if they get on a hot streak. I, I can see them improving. I just don't know how many games, but I, I would like to say they have a winning record. That's why I'm going with a nine and eight. Optimism, optimism on the 10 and on the 10 and seven. I, you must have read my mind. I like nine and eight for this Chargers team because I think they do improve with uh, Herbert there at quarterback. They lost a lot and a lot of close games. If they can just improve a little bit, they will get there. Seven and nine last year. I think they go positive this year. I like nine and eight. I'm comfortable with that with hopes that they do even a little bit better. All right. The last team we're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, too. They lost a lot, a lot of close games where it was decided by points or less. And I think if you take a couple of those losses by a few points or less, that's a winning team last year. That is definitely a winning team. Oh, for sure, and that's what I'm saying. I think they improved to win some of those games, and uh, you know we're both optimistic that they win. Uh, a couple more games and that they're positive this year, which I think uh, is a no doubter as long as everybody stays healthy. So optimism on the chargers. The last team we're going to break down for you guys is the Denver Broncos. And let's discuss the running back core first. And I'm kind of surprised by this. And this could be a huge, huge, huge sleeper for you guys uh, that are uh, fantasy football uh fanatics as much as we are or if you're new to it maybe something that you can take later on melvin gordon last year finished running back 13 with right under a thousand yards nine touchdowns which was tied for ninth best out of all the running backs and one receiving touchdown as his adp was running back 13 so he was right on the dot where he should have been last year now he was splitting time between philip Lindsay. But there's concern with them drafting Javante Williams. They moved up to get him in the second round of the draft this year out of North Carolina. And now he will be behind Gordon, as did Philip Lindsay last year. Right now, he's a big question mark because he's going to be sharing the load and he could face some game suspensions for a DUI he got last year. But the guy can still produce. Right now, Garrett, you might be surprised where I'm saying that this guy is going, but Melvin Gordon is a starting running back at a running back 13 last year, splitting time with Phil Lindsay. This year is ADP running back 36 going in the 12th round. And right now, Javante Williams running back 26. He's going before him, even though Melvin Gordon is listed as running back one, kind of like a situation in Jacksonville. We just, discussed last week where or two weeks ago where you had uh etn going in front of robinson even though robinson went off last year so your thoughts on gordon going this far do you think it's because of the uncertainty of this dui charge um is this somebody that you're gonna snag maybe even earlier than the 12th round or you staying away because of the big question marks i just want to say that is probably one of the biggest kicking the balls <laughs> I've ever seen <laughs> that poor guy. Um, honestly, with the question marks and the DUIs, maybe you, maybe, maybe you take the rookie 
just to see because you want to take the the best running back, I guess, on the team, but that's available if Melvin Gordon isn't available. But I really still think Melvin Gordon, even with it, depending on how many games suspension he has, I still I still take Melvin Gordon. If you get him in the twelfth round, that's 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 huge. That's probably probably one of the the better picks that you could have gotten in the twelfth round. Um, <laughs> especially with Melvin Gordon going that high. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think drafting the rookie, you would have to see how his preseason goes. Cause I don't, I don't really know much about him. I know he did really well at North Carolina, but now he's coming into the big leagues and how is that going to transfer, you know, to the NFL? Like, is he going to do the same thing? You know, yada, yada, yada. I, I really, I really still think, uh, you take a Melvin Gordon at first and kind of like see what the rookie does, but that's just my opinion. I, I'm drafting Melvin Gordon, no matter what, at that ADP, I, I just think he has so much upside and we've seen it over the last couple of years finishing. You, even if he finishes maybe running back 20, I mean, you're not drafting him in the 12th round as your number one running back, not even your number two running back, possibly not even running, running back number three. But if you can get him in the 12th round, even if he misses a few games with that potential, uh, I'm drafting him all day. I I think that that's fantastic value. Um, Maybe the ADP drops when we know more about this DUI charge. But with the DUI charge, with drafting Javante Williams, I'm still taking him at his ADP currently, which is running back 36 in the 12th round. So watch out for Melvin Gordon. He could... He could be a difference maker in the 12th round. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver core. We have uh, Cortland Sutton, who missed some time last year. He was injured all year. He, he played uh, a little bit of the first game. That's when he got hurt. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, that's the trio on the team. Jerry Judy, three touchdowns last year, 52 receptions, and 856 yards in his rookie year. Take a look at Hamler, three touchdowns himself. At, at his rookie year. Tim Patrick, though, led the way. Six touchdowns on 51 receptions last year. Right now, Sutton, wide receiver 26. Judy, wide receiver 37 at their current ADP. Now we look at the tight end. A little bit better, Noah Font. Uh, a lot of people are high on him last year. He ended up finishing tight end 13, only three touchdowns as well. 62 receptions, though, so he led the team in receptions. Uh, but it really comes down to how bad the quarterback play is, which we'll discuss here in a minute. But let's briefly talk about this wide receiver core and maybe another reason why I'm higher on Melvin Gordon and these running backs because they have a quarterback that can't get the ball to these wide receivers. Yeah, that thing, exactly. I, I don't really know who you kind of choose. I mean, if you're going to take anybody, I guess it'd be a Cortland Sutton or a, Court, Cortland Sutton or a uh, Jerry Judy, but I'm not very too. I'm not very high on him just because of the quarterback situation. I think I'm kind of staying away from the Broncos wide receivers. You know, I I got Hamler last year in the auction draft, either the auction draft or the draft, um, our, our actual Roastmasters draft. I can't remember, um, and I was disappointed. I ended up dropping him, I think, and I never looked at it. <laughs> but um. Honestly, I, I I was really I was really high on Fant last year, and I was really hoping you know that they could get the ball more. But then the injury happened, and I I I I really I really think he can have a great season, but we just need a better quarterback or our quarterback to really turn it around this year. We hope the best for Drew Locke. I'm not as excited uh, on Locke after what he did last year, but we'll touch on that in a minute. I'm kind of staying away from everybody, all wide receivers, font maybe as a backup tight end, but I'm not really high on any of them. And that's because of the quarterback. And let's just talk about their poor quarterback play. And that's quarterback Drew Locke, who we were hoping would have in a great year last year. I know Doug was really high on him, but he finished quarterback 23 last year, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Now, hey, Garrett, they drafted a guy named Teddy Bridgewater. Not drafted, but they picked him up. Uh, Maybe Teddy Bridgewater gets some time there, but uh, Locke right now going quarterback 32. 
the last quarterback of a team you can draft, not even being drafted in leagues. Uh, so I'm staying away from Locke. Garrett, I'm sure you are as well, unless he miraculously just does a complete 180 and then maybe somebody to watch on waivers. Might have lost Garrett. Garrett, you there? Oh, nope. Yep, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I don't. I he went silent there for a second. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I I'm not drafting Drew Long, not not one bit. And honestly, even if Teddy Bridgewater gets to start and having a way better, I think wide receiver core down in North uh, down in uh, Carolina Panthers, I still don't think I I take Teddy Bridgewater because he still didn't look super good. You know, I I I'd stay far far away far far away from i think a decent amount of players on the broncos right now until until they can actually figure out that offense besides melvin gordon you know or their or their rookie running back um you know like like even like you said then i I, at at best i take fant right now as a backup tight end or just let him you know in the waivers and see how it works out but unless and like you said unless he takes a 180 drew lock i don't I, I don't even know why you'd even look at a Drew Locke or a Teddy Bridgewater right off the bat for a quarterback to have on your team. For sure. And it, it's pretty sad up there in Denver and their situation because there's talent. The wide receivers are talented. The tight ends talented, but the quarterback can't get them the ball. And we'll see if he improves at all this year. He has gone downhill ever since becoming the starter. Their defense has also gone downhill the last two years, currently 22nd overall. That's how they finished last year. So they also finished five and 11 last year. We predicted seven and nine. Any improvement this year at all, Garrett, or do you think they do even worse? Man, they, they, this team might go four and 13, to be completely honest. Um, they got a, they got a lot of factors to figure out. You know, the defense didn't look too good. The offense didn't look too good. I just uh, I think I think they're right now where they're at is they're going to have to start rebuilding. And I don't think Drew Locke's the guy. And I don't really think Teddy Bridgewater's the guy. I think I think if you're going to make any kind of power move, it's either get it's either have a terrible season and hopefully you get a high draft pick next year and you can get a uh, a good quarterback or you have to trade for somebody. But I think 4-13, and 13, or, God, 5-12, and 12, at best, is what this team is going to do. I think they go right around the same as last year because I don't think Drew Locke can get any worse. Um, and if that's the case, you got Judy and Hamler in their second year, they'll be a little bit more improved. They do play in Denver, which gives them an advantage there. So... Uh, I say that they go six and 11 this year. I think they win one more game uh, just because I don't think they can get any worse, but uh, we'll see what happens with the Broncos. I, I do think that they've finished last in that division. I see some improvement uh, with the uh, chargers for sure. The Raiders, I think they stay about where they're at in uh, the chiefs. No question that they come out on top. So that is the AFC West and the AFC overall for you guys. If you want to listen to more of the episodes, the ones that we have already created, make sure that you go onto Anchor. You go onto Spotify, go onto Google Podcasts, Google Play there, and search Roastmasters Fantasy Football. Uh, We're also on Instagram, RM underscore fantasy football and uh, we'll be posting viewer questions and uh, also uh, you know a ch- opportunity gives you an opportunity to get a shout out uh, or your question being answered on the podcast for those on tiktok thank you for watching we didn't have many questions i answered a couple uh, but no gifts so no shout outs to them uh, we will try to continue to do this uh, TikTok live thing when we create our podcasts. That way we have a chance to answer uh, viewer questions live as they come in. 
so if you are on TikTok, go follow me, the Beast Benny Cakes. I'm on there. And uh, next week, we'll start the NFC, NFC North next week, and we'll go through. So uh, make sure to follow us and listen to us. We really appreciate it. Garrett, I thank you for being on the show as usual. Maybe we'll have Doug back next week. He's a busy man. Um, but if not, we can cover for him, right, Garrett? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. It, <laughs> it is a, it, it, we do miss Doug. He does add a lot of insight on some players and on, on most of these teams. But, you know, it is what it is. We're all, we're all adults. We work a lot. And uh, we're hopefully coming back next week. For sure. And, and one thing I don't think we've done this year, Garrett, that we've done in last year's, you, you haven't signed us off. So uh, we need to get back to that. So Garrett, I'm going to have you sign us off on our last edition of the AFC fantasy football preview. <laughs> All right. Please take Allen and Herbert. Thank you very much, folks. <laughs>